0: electricity minister has issued a determination in the government gazette that will see South Africa procure 2,500 megawatts of nuclear power. According to the document, the capacity will be built by ESCOM or any other organ of state or in partnership with another juristic person. Uh, the buyer of the electricity will be ESCOM or any entity, uh, you know, determined there through the unbundling process of ESCOM. Uh, but all of it, I guess, put in the government gazette for now. We are joined on the line uh, by Happy Kambule, who is Environment and Energy Manager at BUSA, to really unpack the ins and outs of uh, this determination and maybe even to cast our eye forward about what that could possibly look like in the future. Uh, Happy, thank you so much for joining us uh, this uh, evening. Uh, let's talk about South Africa's relationship with nuclear power, which is one that is marred by lots of contention. Yeah, thanks,
1: thanks, thanks for the question. Uh, well, thanks for the for the opportunity to speak to you. Um, so some some of the things that we've uh, obviously understood is that this, this question of nuclear power is historical. Um, it's got an international political dimension. And of course, it's got a long history in terms of our political dispensation, where we come from. So we, it, it becomes very contentious, particularly because nuclear has other associated industries that can, can be born from its proliferation as an energy source.
0: Of course, uh, happy that also uh, then has us uh, wondering uh, where it now fits into South Africa's, uh, you know, uh, energy mix into our economic landscape. As we've seen uh, the minister, uh, you know, issue a determination of procuring a nuclear power. What does it tell us about where we're trying to go in terms of our energy?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's been a a general um a, a, a general desire, particularly by the ANC government, to restart the 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 use of nuclear, um, and not necessarily for for military purposes. And I I think because it, it was the 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 party or that administration during the early beginnings of the democratic dispensation that let go of, of, of all those nuclear armaments and the enrichment capabilities. But what? what it has been able to do at least South Africa in the, well, let's talk about broadening the economy, is being able to use nuclear for medical purposes in such a way that it made it a a front runner and and a pioneer in the world. And then subsequent to that is that in the maintenance of the nuclear energy production capabilities of South Africa, it has maintained basically the same level of, of, of development within the sector as it initially had, using more or less the um, same technologies and just slowly maintaining them and upgrading them up to a point now where we can see that there's new technology is being deployed within Cuba and there's this inherent desire now at a political level as well as at a, at a, at a, at a let's say departmental level to push ahead with a new uh, regime around nuclear. So it's it's a long-standing um idea, longstanding desire of the current government to be able to to actually expand the nuclear capabilities of South Africa, particularly for energy and medical uh purposes.
0: And just how green is a nuclear power?
1: Well, un- unlike most technology, nuclear power actually has a, a a level of scrutiny that most don't, um, because of the inherent uh I would say disadvantages if those uh, levels of scrutiny and safety measures are not there. So there's security measures, and then there's also safety measures. Now, the, 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 the security measures are the ones that you could talk to that speak to um, to a level of greenness, because then it speaks to whether or not if a fallout, sorry, if, if 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 the actual facilities are not safe or are not secured enough, what would the fallout look like? So compared to something like coal, you're comparing two different things, you know. So it doesn't emit carbon emissions other than at uh, production, uh, sorry, at, at construction, but during the production phase, it hardly ever um, emits any uh, carbon emissions outside of maybe the, the backup systems that may be put on so that it actually stays safe as well as the secondary associated uh, functions of transporting the particular fuel cells um, around the country, whether you're moving it to a disposal site or a further enrichment site. So generally in terms of, carbon emissions, it is highly green. In terms of the, the possibility of a fallout, then that is a different case altogether because it doesn't produce emissions, but it does have high potentiality of uh, radioactive leakage, which is the main contention of, of many of, the, of those within the, uh, the environmental sector.
0: Yes, let's talk about the issue of radioactive uh, you know, emissions. And the reason it's important, I think a few years ago, I watched a movie called Chernobyl. And I think yeah. we've all watched this movie. And it does show that uh, you know, when near clo- nuclear goes wrong, uh, happy, it can go really, really wrong. So let's talk about managing that risk. I think specifically even in the context of South Africa, where we've seen uh, Gusile and Mudipi come online over budget and not at the right standard, uh, you know. And if that, I think, had potential to bring harm uh, to the environment, more harm than coal does, of course, already, it would have brought harm because of just the quality issues that within uh, that construction. Uh, so when you bring it to nuclear, uh, you know, how practical is the fear that something like that could happen?
1: Yeah, so, so, so if, if, we, if we were ever to build a power station or even a facility, whether it's for medical purposes and it's not up to scratch, the first thing is we would not be allowed by, I would not only say that the, the local regulatory um, players or, or stakeholders to 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 commission that or to actually um, have it working or put it online, uh, because of the of the inherent risk that the 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 risk in itself, even if it's very low. When it occurs, it is very high uh, in terms of exposure and, and, and the detrimental effect. So there's, there's, a, there's a safeguard here in South Africa to say if you're going to make a decision around nuclear, you have to go through all of the necessary steps, because not only is the safeguard national, it is also continental and as well as international. Now, when we get into the international space, we, we are now talking about other countries having a view of what we're doing, including the International Atomic Agency. So in, 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 in such circumstances, I think we, we are not comparing similar things. The, the the, I would say the likelihood of something going wrong with a nuclear power station is much low because the likelihood of you building it if you don't have the capability is much lower. So that makes it uh, at least a bit easy um, to to feel that if it were to go ahead, that means that most of the, the or if not all of the requirements have been fulfilled. But we do come from a dispensation in, in the previous administration of, of our country where we were about to start building nuclear power, but even before there was the first brick or the first sand being moved, it was stopped just because of just the regulatory process needed to be just right and be perfect. So we've got so many checks and balances up until we can actually build a nuclear power station that by the time we get there, we will be assured, um, not only uh, nationally but also continentally and internationally, that that is the right way to go because you're fitting all the necessary requirements. So, so in in, in this case, uh, the 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 nuclear procurement or the nuclear regulatory side of things is very different from what we have with other energy sources.
0: And With that said, uh, Happy, we've got intention of procuring two thousand five hundred megawatts of this nuclear power. Just how much money are we talking here?
1: Well, that's a that's a good question because we're waiting for the IRP to to give us uh, firm numbers. Um, On our side, we haven't done the calculation yet, but I think by by the time we make our comments, we would know the last time, we we had such a number. I think it was around one trillion, one point two trillion. That was during the 2016-2019 IRP. Whereas the 2016 one did not actually get uh, promulgated, but the 2019 one did, and the numbers were relatively the same. I think it was a range between uh, 900 um, uh, billion and and uh, one. 1.2 trillion so it, it's and these are the rand figures and not the, the necessarily the, the dollar figures because the dollar figures would seem a little bit lower in in terms of of the the costs per, per power station nuclear it tends to be the more expensive that's because of the the nature of the regulatory and the the, the technical um requirements that you need to fulfill and that's why it, it, if you make the decision, you have to be sure um, that you have to go through the whole path. You can't cut any corners. But in terms of uh, in comparison to other technologies, it is extremely high. Um, and that's, that's what we still need to see, that with new technologies also coming in, uh, like your small modular reactors, as well as your clinical technologies and the new uh, versions of uh, renewable technologies, where does it fit? And we're not necessarily sure until we can complete the, the analysis of the IRP.
0: We've also heard uh, questions around a transmission. Of course, we know a few of our renewable projects can't come online because we don't have the transmission capacity. Would a nuclear energy also need this transmission network to work in the way that we're trying to, uh, you know, build it now, or would it work differently? Then? Um,
1: it, I think it would work uh, the same, actually, because of, of the nature of the of the of the plants. But depending on the model that is that is deployed, we. We would know exactly whether or not the transmission grid is actually fit for purpose. So some of the the questions really are around the IRPs, whether or not it actually matches what the transmission uh, expansion plan looked like or was trying to achieve, and then complementary to that. Can we place them in the same areas where we've got the highest capacity uh, in terms of available capacity around the grid, whilst we are waiting for the expansion process to to occur? So th- these are some of the questions, honestly, that that needs to be explained. But if we're going to use the the traditional way of how uh, it used to be built, it would be along the coastline, and most of the coastline, at least in terms of what we have currently in South Africa, are quite um, are quite densely um, connected to the grid. So something like the Eastern, Cape, I mean the Western Cape and the North. Cape might not have space, but then you might have space in the in the in the eastern Cape but uh, again it depends on, on on the outcomes of the of the IRP
0: so I guess in conclusion happy up, up until we get that IRP and up to we get more information there's no reason to panic at this point it's just uh, you know all of us of course trying to wrap our heads around what it could look like in the future
1: well yes and yes and no because this determination is from the previous regime so that process the the jew process or the jew um, due diligence still needs to occur up until we make sh- we actually build something. So that's going to take a number of years. Then the likely part of the first plant to come online might be in 2023, 2020, uh, 2033, or 2034. So it's about 10 years to get up into a point where you build one. And that's a long lifeline. But with the IRP currency, that's where we're going to see whether or not it is actually economical or not. And that's where I think we will be able to make those kind of decisions to say, let's go ahead in any case, with the current build, and maybe possibly an additional or reduction in terms of the amount that has been allocated.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking us through this uh, today. I'm happy and sharing some light on this uh, nuclear issue. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Having... Fantastic. go oh, Well, wow. that is happy Kambule from Busa. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.